On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we find out if Ramona can prove Scott Pilgrim is alive, if Hobgoblin can prove he's the toughest villain in New York City, and if the Taste Buds can prove there's life after the shushies have all been handed out. All that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet that reviews every single live-action television show based on a comic book, except for this week. This week, solely cartoons. We are only discussing the comic-based cartoons, and yeah, it's cartoons, it's Oops All Berries, it's Oops All Friends. Um, Speaking of friends, let me bring on my friend Ryan... I uh, recently got a box. This is a true story. Now, normally, I don't like to start you, the show. Don't you lie to everyone right now, Ryan. I, I do. I like to start the show with fucking bald face lies. I, know. I, I do. Is it bald face? Bold face. Bold face? I don't bold know. Type? That doesn't sound right. You know Impact. what? Let's not. There's probably somebody else on the show who knows the answer. Let's not bring her in yet. Let's, let's just live not. in let's, not knowing. Let's say even worse ideas just to get her more yeah. angry as she sits here. Is it bald eagle? It's American eagle, bald, bald eagle face. lies. <laughs> Are there balls on my face? Is that what the lie is? Yeah. Uh, I bought a box of uh, no oops, some berries, regular ass Captain Crunch this week. Um, it was pretty good. Maybe yeah. not make everything. Maybe stop fucking around, Captain Crunch, in your fucking cereal factory, and stop spilling berries into all the boxes. <laughs> maybe get rid of that person who's fucking it all up, and maybe just give me the Captain Crunch. And maybe. Oh, you want? Oops, no berries. No berries, bro. I don't like the berries mixed in there. I'm a peanut butter girl. I don't want berries and peanut butter. I don't know what type of freak came up into the factory and was like, you know what I love in my peanut butter? Berries. But that ain't me. Do you hey, like uh, PB and J? Yeah, but that's a concept it's the same on its own. Fucking concept, Cassie. <laughs> not an artificial. You were not brought on yet for your your <laughs> analytics. Excuse me. No one knows who you are. Um, so we just sit there and get more angry. Um, these two flavors should never be in existence together. Do you even like peanut butter? Like, do you go to the sandwich store and just say like? Mm. Can I get a peanut butter and jelly? Hold the peanut butter, hold the jelly. I just love bread. Can I get just get bread? <laughs> I am. I do love peanut butter. I'm basically like a, a dog. Like me and the dogs at the same time, if we smell peanut butter, we're just like fucking in that kitchen. By the way, just so everybody knows, this is not Cassie talking. This is we have given Cassie a mouthful of peanut butter and her mouth is moving as someone <laughs> off camera is talking. That's how much she loves peanut butter. <laughs> it was how my parents raised me. It's how they kept me entertained. It will. It never fails. Uh, parents did not teach you how to read. Just taught you this move. <laughs> well, no, they didn't have time for that. Hence all no. the peanut butter. Mm-hmm. D- uh, did they have time to take you to school so other people could teach you how to read? No. Yeah. No, yeah. unfortunately, just wasn't. Couldn't schedule it in. Never. Wasn't in the it cards. Out. Wasn't <laughs> in the cards for old Cassie. <laughs> gonna get there but you know who it was in the cards for books books welcome back to the podcast oh thank you thank you i'm allowed to talk now yeah now now the floor is all yours you can go on a rant 
I just I'm surprised someone who likes PB and J doesn't like because I don't like the peanut butter and berries, but I don't like PB and J because peanut butter does not belong with fruit flavors in anything. The fuck are you guys? I can't tell which one of you is fucking crazier. <laughs> like peanut some, butter and banana and honey and cinnamon. Banana is a fruit. That's fine. Banana is a it's fruit. It's not berry. Fucking berries, bro. Oops, all berries is what we're having problems with I'll here fucking today. bury both of you in the backyard <laughs> if you say one more dumbass thing about food. It's the artificial flavoring of it, okay? Like, the so, real shit can go together. The factory-made shit can't go together. Do you think berries are made in factories? Cassie, the factory... Would I bet you, you didn't even know you could home-make cookies. You thought they all came out of a plastic tube if you baked okay. them. Listen, How can you judge artificial flavors? <laughs> Cassie was raised by two fucking homeless clowns in clown makeup who had never been clowns and were born in that makeup. I'm not making that up. Have you ever, as a full-grown adult, reflected on the fact that, like, bread and stuff is made? Like, some things aren't just out of a package. It blew my mind. I was broken a day when I realized, like, all these things are made and not just, like, you you don't have to have a factory to make them. When Cassie, I... are, you, are you big from the movie Big? <laughs> did you go to a Zoltar machine and make a wish? Yeah. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> yeah, I did. I brought, I brought Cassie to my house. I think you were, like, 16, 17. No, you were... You were almost eight. You had to be 18 at this mm-hmm. time. We were mm-hmm. seniors. Yeah. And yeah, when yeah, I yeah. said we were baking cookies and you looked in the fridge and said, we can't, there's no cookie dough. <laughs> <laughs> and just like gave up right then. I thought it was a bit. <laughs> I, I should have. I wish I would have been smart enough to play it off as a bit. Honestly, really do. If I go back in time, the one thing I would do would go to your house that one day and be like, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> this was good. Just kidding, guys. Oh, well, you guys, um, as much as I would love to turn this into... Was that enough of Poor Corner? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry to Cassie. Like, it sucks. Uh, It sucks that when you put your hand in your pocket and then your hand comes out of the other side (laughs) because there's no money in there. It's hard out here, Ryan, but thank you for this little bit of sympathy. I'll cherish it forever. Um... We got a big episode ahead of us, though, guys. It is all cartoons. We're going to be talking about two episodes. Oops, all cartoons? Oops, all cartoons. Uh, We got two episodes of Spider-Man to talk about. But before we get to that, let's go to our main event and talk about Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. On the second and third episodes of Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, the Pilgrimites begin to mourn the death of Scott, but Ramona isn't so sure he's dead. Meanwhile, we have more fights as Matthew Patel defeats Gideon Graves to take control of the Deadly Exes, while Ramona kind of fights Roxy before deciding to become friends. Taste buds? Does Scott Pilgrim teach us that girls are better fighters than boys? Better fighters? fighters. More productive fighters? More productive, better, I think. Bigger, stronger punches? Also. Faster They did fun. go into a movie universe, too, so I feel like more successful in, like, more... Uh, rad uh, yeah more fucking kick-ass i feel like i'm being ganged up uh, here and if there were more boys on the show than girls we would never gang up on you guys like you guys are doing to me right now <laughs> never we no never do that <laughs> but yeah this one showed like that was the whole time from that second episode when they're like fighting all around i was like this is way more entertaining than the other one when i was watching these two motherfuckers fight like i got so lost in their fight (laughs) as soon like i just didn't like i blanked out from that second episode i was like i don't care about this fight because i know i need to 
You blanked but, out because of pot. No, Ryan. Oh. I would never. Oh, sorry. My mother listens to this. I would absolutely never. <laughs> oh, mother, a.k.a. dealer? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I shouldn't have brought that up. <laughs> no, I just, I think that the two, and we didn't, you know, it just worked out that we watched these two episodes for this particular podcast, right? Like, we didn't necessarily plan it like this, but I think that they do sort of uh, pair nicely because... They both end in fights, as I'm sure every one of these episodes will. It's just yeah. that kind of show. But um, having watching Ramona and Roxy kind of realize the futility of all of it, not just fighting, but life. They're just those kind of girls. And then laying on the ground at a video store, fucking try to get more up my alley show. <laughs> and uh, just be like, Is this, should we just be friends? Is this worth it? I, every fight I've ever been in, and what has there been? Thousands? How many people have I kicked the shit out of? Tens of thousands? Twenties uh, of thousands. Twenties of thousands, probably. About halfway through all of them, you just think, what are we doing here? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Shouldn't we just lay down, smoke some pot we bought off Cassie's mom, and just be <laughs> friends? You know? And that's why I liked the third episode better than the second. If we're ranking episodes. I don't know if we are yet. Yeah, and that's why girls are better fighters. Yes, I, I'm yeah. agreeing with you, okay? I'm saying girls <laughs> are better fighters. I just need to fighters. reiterate it in case Say anyone, though, anyone in the audience, if you, you know. If you want clean off. audio so I can make it, so you guys can make it a drop, girls are better than boys. Yeah. There we go. That's all we wanted. Thank you, Ryan. Um, how are these episodes feeling to you guys? Like, is this switch, um, I don't know, as fun to watch, this, this change up in this? Well, yeah, Mac, what is your history with the SP? So, yeah, I've seen the the film. I, I That's all, though. Just the film and then straight into these shows. Um, but I did get a not-spoiler-spoiler spoiler to pay attention to the end of the first episode. Um, so I knew something was going to happen, but I still wasn't quite prepared for... Because I, I started watching the first episode, and I was like, wow, this is like shot for shot. Yeah. The movie. This is intensely similar like i was almost quoting it as it was happening because I was like i know this um but i am really enjoying the switch up that happens it feels familiar but fresh all at once and i think that's really really fun i was a little worried when the first episode happened because it was so similar and i was like i don't know if i'm gonna love watching just a scene for scene but animated version of a movie but the second and third episode are so new and so different they've brought in so much dynamic and I'm loving it. I haven't, I've dabbled in the comic book and I haven't read it in a long time. So I don't know what Edgar Wright pulled from the comic book. But watching the first episode, it almost feels like it should be directed by who the director was and Edgar Wright. That's how shot by shot it was. I mean, mm-hmm. the party scene where Ramona is leaning against a wall and Scott Pilgrim, she, I, I mean, we're talking, Cass, I, I'm assuming you did not watch the movie? I didn't get to the movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, we're, we're, like, I don't know if you need to. Like, you'll watch the movie if you watch the first episode. Yeah. And then um, the thing happens where Scott goes off to heaven and becomes coins. And now we're just on a different adventure. Completely new. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I got to say, having seen the movie a couple times and having been older every time I watched it, because that's how watching things works. <laughs> every time I watch it, I'm like... Would this be better if the most annoying character in the movie, Scott Pilgrim, was not in there? You know, like, <laughs> th- is that part of what makes it more enjoyable is that fucking shitty Scott Pilgrim isn't there? Absolutely. Also, maybe more believable. 
Like, we're supposed to believe Scott Pilgrim's winning all these fights. Uh-huh. Or <laughs> Ramona Flowers has any time for him whatsoever. And everybody keeps asking her, and she keeps saying, there's a spark, there's a connection. But I don't know. I feel like that as a viewer of the TV show, the connection is between Ramona Flowers and me. Is that weird? <laughs> no, Ryan. Totally normal. Totally fine. I thought you were going to say, yeah. yes, that was weird. But you said, no, it wasn't weird. And I'm so glad to hear you say that. Yeah, we're here to support you. We're all friends here. Whew. Okay. Um, There was a question I wanted to ask, guys. And it was going to be so good. It was going to be so baller. I have a question um, for you. Great. Go. Just until you think of yours, Cassie. Uh, yeah. Should every slow song... Did Allison Brie Larson, in this episode, when she comes to the funeral, she sings a song. Did this prove that every slow sh- song should be remade as upbeat, an upbeat cover song, and then the slow song be deleted? Because every song should be upbeat and poppy and fun. It did make a compelling argument for that. Even at a funeral, <laughs> it brought up the vibe. <laughs> what was the song again? I can't even remember. I don't know. Oh, no. Wasn't it like, I will remember you? I will remember you. Yes. It's like I could hear her opening. Between that surprise and then the casket just being the three coins. Yeah. A full casket. (laughs) So much joy. Because that could have been a coin purse. You guys could have saved a lot of money on a casket. (laughs) It would have been so funny. I couldn't think of I will remember you because I was thinking of Sarah McLaughlin's... In the arms of an angel. In the arms arms of an angel. Which also would be a fucking dope EDM... Punk it rock dance song. Let's remix that ASPCA with a commercial. bunch of dead dogs dancing. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <It's just odd. laughs> oh shit! That dog that's rocking out—he only has one eye. Dance with him. Is there? I couldn't get the vibe of his funeral. Um, everybody in the town hates Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, tolerates at best is like his best friend, who's cool and gay, like mm. doesn't like him. At least wants him the fuck out of his house. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like he's kind of that like annoying cousin that kind of mooches off of you, but you feel obligated to also take care of. Not a compliment. Like, Scott no. Pilgrim sucks. <laughs> it, it's definitely not a positive, but like, that's the vibe the town has. They're like, oh, you know, like we, we're obligated to like have some sort of affection for him, but we really can't stand him. Let me yeah, put it this way, Cass. People feel about Scott Pilgrim as the Native Americans felt about the Pilgrims. Does that make gotcha. sense? Gotcha. Because his, his funeral is well attended, but also, like, of shit Okay, talkers. but also, you hear that this guy you couldn't stand is dead. You're gonna go. You're gonna fucking go. Like, you're gonna go. Also, you hear that there's no body, just some coins. You're gonna go. <laughs> and they paid for <laughs> a full There's casket. just layers here. <laughs> is his ex, uh, is it Envy? Envy? Envy. Envy. Um, is she a part of the movie as well? Is yeah, this- Brie Larson. Wow. It is actually Brie Larson, yeah. Yeah, uh, who, uh, after they broke up, became a huge pop star, not unlike Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Nice. I don't know if you guys know that show. but um, Touring morals and everything. Yeah, so uh, she comes and sings one song and then leaves. I doubt we'll hear from Brie Larson again in the show because she's a big star. Everybody is in the show, though. But um, yeah. to get her to record a song, like that's not that's not just standing in your the bathroom at your house and recording lines for some stupid cartoon. Like she had to record that song. That's kind of hardcore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It I feel on- like there's, a, there's a compelling, like they know there's a big fan base. So that argument of like making time for it, because that's what the people would want. 
Also, I'm about to be in the biggest flop in MCU history. I should probably <laughs> record the song. Have some backups so, ready? Yeah, so a different fan base appreciates me. <laughs> it is fun. Like, the second episode, first and second, I was like, this is okay. By the third, I was into it. Because then it had, like, it had everything. Like, the vibe of it and the different shots and making it still, like, the video game feel and everything. Like, it's just, it's fun by the third one for me. The first two, I was like... This is okay. It's, is it third it's whatever. One, all women, only women. Just let's go, women. Also, pretty gay at the end. What? What is there to not like, Ryan? It's a banger of an episode. Yeah. No, I'm understanding now. I do like at the end, um, and this is how. Just one of the many reasons why girls are better than boys. Uh, they all know, or two of the three characters know that they're straight, but they're like, oh, fuck it, let's just fucking try it, right? Like that's just, that's just I, not I what boys know. do when let's they're hanging see. out. I kind of wish boys were more like, let's just fucking see. Let's just see. <laughs> you don't know till you try. Um, did we cover all the all the big parts of um, of these apps? No. We have to talk about the Evil Exes, which is a giant corporation, which is now run by a different person. Um, uh, Patel? What's his name? Matthew Patel. Matthew Patel has taken out Jason Schwartzman. And is now legally in charge of the evil exes. And all once that happens, the lawyer comes. <laughs> paperwork is signed. Because usually it's like, we're going to fight over this pink slip, let's say. Or we're going to race over this pink slip. And then when you lose the race, you're just like, I'm not going to give you my car, bro. Like I lost, <laughs> but fuck you. But no, you bring a lawyer, and now mm-hmm. he owns the company. Uh, and then all the other e- evil exes, including Chris Evans or, and Brandon Routh, just... Uh, let's say Ramona Flowers has really nice taste in men. Um, they all bow down to Jason. Uh, no, Patel at this point, Matthew mm-hmm. Patel. So mm-hmm. he is in charge. And we'll see what this means because he is a petty fucking bitch. Yeah, I think that was the part of it where I didn't care about that episode because it was like the two pettiest of bitches fighting each other for, to like own this company. And I was like, what about all these beefy men like these beefy men want no part of this and i got these little weirdos right here fighting for this i don't care i think that has me excited for the dynamic though because all of these exes are just like at least if they're going after the the characters that i'm familiar with from the movies they're like each chaotic in their own way so no leadership is safe no leadership's gonna smooth sailing it's it's chaos i just hope that roxy did not walk out of the show when she walked out of that video store yeah agreed yeah for sure i hope she comes back um i did have a question for you guys uh matthew patel who is from east asia like let's say indian descent i'm not sure um he gets into a fight which turns into a fighting game and then he does some sort of ethnic dance and has ethnic moves and that's just a classic fighting game thing is that like whatever your culture is you have to like do Gives that. You superpowers. Yeah, you have to do that before the fight starts, and that's where your superpowers come from. Racist, I don't know, uh, but that's just how all fighting games have worked since the dawn of fighting games. Uh, I did want us to talk about if we were in fighting games based on our DNA and our twenty three and me. What would our dances be and our fighting moves be because of our cultures? Do we even have one? Because the three of us are <laughs> white as fuck. <laughs> basically uh, no yeah like like all i can think is uh you know like the irish dance for they keep their arms straight down mm. and they kick super high river dance yeah, river, yeah dance. river dance thank you that that would just be probably a good part of it 
Um, I am a quarter Mexican, but I also can't think of like much that would sprout from that. So, but the problem is that it's the top quarter. So yeah, just d- deadly headbutts with your top quarter, but that's really it. Mm-hmm. That's about it, Cassie. Just making a PB and J, just what? serving up a sweet PB and J to people. What the fuck culture are you? Where you just serve out sweet PB and Js? Just fucking. That's trash like people. IE <laughs> white person. <laughs> just fucking garbage people who have found their way to the surface of Earth, serving up PB and Js, bro. That's what, I, that's what I'm bringing. Is IE make meth, go to sell meth, instead do meth? Yeah, that's Hemet. <laughs> oh, that's specifically Hemet. Do people know these local Close cities? Though. Yeah, for sure. They're loving this. <laughs> uh, Ryan, your move? Oh, I mean, like, mostly what McKenna said. I uh, grow potatoes and eat potatoes and mm-hmm. turn potatoes into alcohol and then drink the alcohol. And Oh, I'm like, uh, do you guys ever see, like, the Jackie Chan movies of, like, The Legend of the Drunken Monkey or where... Acting like drinking and then acting drunk is part of the kung fu moves. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn the kung fu part. I just drink. <laughs> you just <laughs> and then fall down. And not even the pretending to drink. <laughs> yeah, to like no, to I just throw off your just actually drink. Yeah. Yeah. Stage one of that. I mean, going off of ancestors, my ancestors are clearly good at escaping famines because they're the ones that made it to America. Uh-huh. So that's also good too. Like when <laughs> shit hits the fan, we just run away. Did they cause the famine? What if they caused Possibly. the famine as a distraction and then ran away? <laughs> and then yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, burn the potatoes over here, and then we're gonna go that away. And then we're gonna jump ship. You know. <laughs> Speaking of jumping ship, I'm jumping over to moments of the week. Ryan, what do you got? My moment of the week, Cassie, and thank you so much for asking. Oh uh, I really You're do appreciate it. So welcome, it. Ryan. Is um, there is a lesson learned in this episode not to the characters which is the point of drama dramatic arcs character arcs is that uh, they learn lessons and they grow they change that's how character arcs work but there's one for the audience as well and that is no plus ones and if somebody brings a plus one you fucking punch their head off as like <laughs> they bring a robot as a plus one if anyone ever brings a plus one that is uninvited you punch their head <laughs> off as hard as you can do you hear me everyone lessons. out there in listener land punch their head off this is why I nervously text Ryan before every event. Is it okay? <laughs> this is who the is coming. The amount of times I do actively text people to be like, can so-and-so also come? Because I I don't want my head punched as like a secondary punch of the mm-hmm. rudeness, you know? Yeah. So best to always clarify. And you're so, that's just how polite you are. All because of Ryan and this fear he's installed God, in you. I, that's not fear. It's teaching. I'm just uh, sort of like a... Teacher slash guru slash um, I don't know priest. I don't know if that's too big of a word. Mm, um, godlike mm-hmm, figure mm-hmm. I don't, that yeah. feels lofty. I don't want to say yeah. that, but like you know, just just sort of reaching out to all the people and being like, "Yo, listen to me." Also, a cult leader. Cult leader, um, if that's what you want to call it. I don't like to call it. I do like to call it that. I will I call it say. that. Folks, what's your moment of the week? Um, I really disliked any time Jason Lee spoke up because he quoted Waterfalls by TLC as like one of his first <laughs> bits of dialogue. And then his second one is like Gideon says, I wore no for- shirt, no fear shirts every day. And he says, sounds like those shirts were a lie, bro. <laughs> Just <laughs> delightful good. bits of dialogue at the like two lines that he broke, uh, said. So it's good shit. <laughs> um, I just really enjoyed the moment when Ramona goes to see her friend at the coffee shop and, 
she's like, I, I don't think Scott's dead. And she's immediately like, shut the fuck up. I'm going on my break. And then the boss comes out and is like, you were just on your fucking break. And they're just like cussing at each other. And then they just scream at Oslo customers. It was a very good, like, I would frequent that coffee shop. That is a fun vibe in there. You didn't say the fuck's right, though, because they bleeped him out. Yeah. So. I think we kind of just learned what kind of employee Cassie is. <laughs> An excellent one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Top tier. Top Can trust. Tier. Um, Aubrey Plaza, or I can't remember her name on the show, but that coffee, uh, that barista, uh-huh. uh, is one of the people who like learns Scott Pilgrim is alive and is fucking pissed. Like she's <laughs> someone who attends the funeral because she is excited that he's so dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, Scott Pilgrim is on Netflix. You should be watching it with us. Rewatch it if you already have. Um, that is it for that though. I do have time to talk about a website and Ryan, um, was there a website you were trying to cook up here, trying to bring into existence? I have a website, Cassie, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's called InsideBanana.com. Okay. Uh, we watched a lot of tunes this week. Oops, all tunes as we were calling this episode. And what has, car- what have cartoons taught us about bananas? Slippery. What is slippery? Banana. Well, I'm sorry, McKenna, what? Can you answer for <laughs> your fucking peel. monkey friend? <laughs> the peel is slippery. That is no, correct. banana is also slippery. Have you hold banana? Banana slippery. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Can her fucking caretaker come and <laughs> give her her pudding, please? You know, I'm a little on her side, though, because have you watched how they eat banana? It does not go well. It's fucking slippery. Banana slippery all around. This is my point. I have <laughs> stepped on. I, first of all, I want to say fuck you, cartoons, because you have lied. I've stepped on banana peels before. Nothing fucking happened. Today, my two-year-old put actual banana, the meat, on the ground that shit is slippery as fuck, and I See, almost yeah. lost all my teeth. What? Where did peels get this reputation of being slippery? They look funnier on the ground. I it's guess more identifiable. It's more. We have draw. Mario's throwing out of their carts banana peels that will make your car spin out of control. Where in reality, if you drove over a banana peel, you all know what would happen. It's nothing. But if banana meat was on the street. <laughs> watch out watch out your car would go into a fucking wall and then into an oil derrick that would explode into a million pieces so my website is of course watchoutforbananameat.com which is just pictures (laughs) of dicks thank you Cassie (laughs) it's a flawless website I gotta send you over to my friend cybersprout.net to help you make that website Ryan yes Um, please I need some help (laughs) They they work hand in hand with you. They focus on collaboration. It's also easy to manage with them. They got um, easy to edit fields. They got custom templates, drag and drop tools. And if that's all out of your way or past your capabilities, if you're too focused on bananas, um, they'll handle meats. it all for you. The meat, um, they unpeel slowly, unpeel, unzip the banana peel. Yep, and let that fucking meat drop out. That dragon, let that dragon drop. <laughs> I was gonna cut you off and I'm so glad I didn't until let that dragon drop. Um and cybersprout.net will let that happen. Your partners for a digital world. Let's go talk about Spider-Man. 
Welcome to Ez Tazbitch, a mini show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning cartoon from the mid-90s, Spider-Man. This week we watched The Hobgoblin Part 1 and Part 2. The Hobgoblin? I'm sorry, did you combine Hobgoblin and Problem? The Hobgoblin. The Hobgoblin. The Hemoglobin. The Hemoglobin. The... The Goblin that Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs uh, and Shaw. We, part one, <laughs> we open up and uh, Mr. Hobbs himself, no, is it? Yeah, Hobbs himself was flying around the city. Um, yeah, he'd he do like, that. He'd do that. He's just out here um, flying. He flies over Fisk, who's in a limo, and he's like, I got to go to this important speaking engagement thing because people can't know um, I run this town. I'm like, uh, evil guy. They then cut to Peter, who is talking to um, some kid, uh, who ends up being Flash's friend and Osborne's son. And he's like, "You want to be my roommate, bro? Um, I got a sugar daddy, and he can essentially be your sugar daddy. Are you in?" And Peter joins. What else happens here, Ryan? <laughs> now let me ask you guys this: You meet the dorkiest person that you've ever met. But his daddy is going to pay for your sweet-ass dorm. Are you in? Absolutely. Because you were that person for both of us, Cassie. I was the dorky person, and you guys got free rent off of me? Yeah. You paid for all of our furniture and our big Mm -hmm. jumping out of windows. So Mm -hmm. thank you for Mm -hmm. that. But I would would put up with so much dorkiness just to have an awesome room. I think I'm a whore. Honestly... But, like, I think people underestimate the dorky roommate, too, because you know that there's not going to be, like, random people over when you just, like, want a quiet night. Like, they're, they're not going to have too many friends. They're not going to, you know. That's true, but there is a big house place. party. Yeah. But, but Harry threw that. Isn't that who? That's what we're talking about. That's the dorky roommate. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was on the wrong page. <laughs> what happens when two dorks join into yeah. a room together? Is what we're really going to figure out. Uh, like, they start a podcast. That's what I'm saying. Fuck yeah. That's true. Henry here, he brings up a point. Um, he's mad at his dad because his dad is like trying to buy his relationship. Um, mm-hmm. Follow-up question, is that a bad thing? To just have a daddy who pays for everything? I mean, we had a daddy. We all, or I don't know. I won't speak for Mac, but some of us here had daddies who didn't buy anything and had bad relationships for us. So I would have I would have taken the money. I would have took a paycheck. A paycheck yeah. sounds pretty rad. Yeah. I'm on good terms with my dad, so... But what about I, your uh, sugar daddy? Sugar daddy. Honestly, though, if anyone's <laughs> offering, like, either a shitty relationship and nothing or a shitty relationship but money, I'm always going to choose shitty but relationship money. but money. Yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. That's I'll, a no-brainer. Always. And that's lesson number two from us today. I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna be that kind of person who like tears it up in front of their face and like throws it at them. I'm not gonna be that kind of person who throws like gives it to charity. I'm gonna be like fuck you, dad, and then go buy like an arcade cabinet. And then I'm the only <laughs> dorm that has a full on life size arcade cabinet in my dorm. Hell yeah! That's why I respect you, Ryan. And also, uh, I don't. I don't know if this is pushing anything, but like, I don't want a normal sized check. I want one of those giant checks mm-hmm. that they had hand over like at game shows and stuff like if Absolutely. you're gonna buy my love it's gonna be giant like give me the prop one and then i still so need like the real every time so cash it right every time rich daddy comes in town he's just gonna lug one of those 
Yes. To see you. Yeah, yeah, he could put in a little bit of work by lugging around a big old check and writing me a fat check at the same time. It's also made also, of solid gold. <laughs> I feel like that's a great way to show the love. Like, you know, people would never question if yeah. you're a bad dad because you're walking around with this giant check for your kid. They're oh, like, I think hmm. people see that and they qu- definitely question that you're a bad dad. But <laughs> <Yeah>. that's okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Back to Spider-Man, though. At this point, we've like gotten to the ceremony that Fisk was going to. It turns out he's opening a criminology school. I don't know why. Mm. Who knows? Doesn't that seem counterintuitive? A school to educate people how to catch all the criminals? Yes, but what they're going to learn is how to catch them. And then so he could be like, wait, how are they going to catch them? Oh, I'll do different things. So he's going to avoid all of the criminologists. He's just going to be in there. He's like, oh, that's what they're working with. Okay. No, no, no. We're going to do something completely different. Guys, when people are playing fifth dimensional chess, Wilson Fisk, sixth dimensional chess. That's too many dimensions, Ryan. Oh, is is there not that many yet? Sorry. I don't think so. Sorry, Mark Zuckerberg, but I just invented a sixth dimension. (laughs) Suck on that, bro. This opening's going really well. Fisk is digging up that dirt. Um, So good. But then Mr. Herbergerblin uh, comes in, crashes it, attacks him. Um, Peter Parker himself, uh, not Spider-Man, goes in and saves Fisk from getting um, got by like a little laser or something. And so now he's seen as a hero. In the, so not Spider-Man. So you mean sweatered, white, turquoise, purple sweater, striped sweater, Peter Parker. Yeah, nerd ass, can't match a thing, Peter Parker out there diving saving a camera and saving a human being at the same time and he saves harry osborne or norman osborne i'm sorry and i love watching when dudes like especially dudes of a certain age get rescued because they would have rather died dudes (laughs) of a certain age when they get rescued they're they're so upset they're like get off get your hands off me and they will never say thank you they'll never be like Mm -mm. fuck man if you weren't there i would have died they're like how dare you i fucking get your hands up and they're just mad at you that you saved their lives yeah dudes check them out (laughs) um somewhere amidst of all this spider-man then does appear they get in a fight uh hobgoblin and spider-man and of course it's in the sky because hobgoblin has his little flyy thing important Mm -hmm. question does the flyy thing have an official name um glider glider i think they could have worked better on that there could have been something good. Um, what do you want it to be okay, called, though. Cassie? I don't know. Flyy thing. Okay. We're, we're going to call it mm-hmm. flyy thing for the rest of the segment. Great. Let's go. Um, so I, he, the little goblin guy, uh, takes him up really high in the sky, and Peter Parker's like, I got I to gotta bail out of this. Um, he jumps off. He thinks he'll have webs to catch him. He doesn't, so he gra- tries to grab hold of like a window washer's little scaffold thing. It breaks. He eventually gets shaved, saved by a sheet, I think. Um, we also don't know what happens to poor window washer, dude. Yeah, that yeah, guy's dead. Like, <laughs> like, that guy screams though. Mamma Mia all the way till his death. <laughs> but Peter Parker is fine, and that's all we care about. Um, and then Hobgoblin goes back to uh, a scientist guy. At this point, we know who he is, right? We know Osborne? Yes. Uh, well, I think... I don't know if we've met Norman yet, but I do think... Do you guys think it's weird that we've met Hobgoblin before Green Goblin? Yeah. Yeah. I don't actually know if you think that's weird or not, but you're saying yes to me, and I appreciate that. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's because it, like, 
I just realized I just got confirmation from you that they weren't going to be the same person. I thought they were just doing some type of reveal thing. No. So thank you for that. No, we don't. Harry. In like, or- uh, I was just going to ask you because you're a comic book expert. In in the comic books, it's Green Goblin first and then Hobgoblin. And then Hobgoblin like literally 30 years, 25 years later. Hobgoblin. They're like Green Goblin. That's That's enough of that guy. Let's keep the goblin name, but let's add, I don't know, hob in front of it. And so then we have the hobgoblin. Uh, but here, there has been no mention of Green Goblin in this cartoon. So hobgoblin comes, and then it's just Norman Osborn is this rich guy. And then, it, uh, I guess, in the future, because I've not seen this cartoon, uh, Norman's going to go crazy. And he's going to be like, hmm, I think that hobgoblin guy had a good idea. <laughs> let's become Green Goblin. I didn't mean for him to be so Irish, but it makes sense. If he's Green Goblin, <laughs> he's got to be. It's yeah, it's the natural. It was route. the correct the correct take on him. Aaron, I wasn't bra. sure if uh, which one appeared first, so I was just accepting that as like, oh, this is like the the trial run for Green Goblin is what I assumed it was. Yeah, he was it really like here's all like that test. Hobgoblin did wrong. I'm gonna be a better Goblin is what I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> which I think that's always a good idea. Like if you want to do something, send some dumb fuck out in front of you. To like get hit by lasers, yeah. Like I, I think that I want to get LASIK surgery. Here's somebody I don't care about, and here's their <laughs> eyes. Fuck them up, lasers. Let's see how it works. Have at it, lasers. Um. So yeah, Hobgoblin shows up at Osborne's uh, little place, and that's when we find out that Osborne hired him to go after Fisk. Um, and this is when we also find out Hobgoblin's just about that money. He's like, you owe me now. Um, and Osborne's like, nah, you failed and I know who you are. You're a basic little bitch, essentially. And this makes Hobgoblin mad. Um, and I don't know. He storms off at this point, maybe. This is, I think, the point when I realized that this show, I don't know, it might be just this season, but this show, like... We're coming off the success of Extaz, right? Yeah. And Extaz is, as we talked about for five years of our lives, Cassie, mm-hmm. is a soap opera first and then a action-adventure show second. Spider-Man is one person, so we can't really have a soap opera with one person. And he's he's juggling girlfriends and whatnot, but not really. So what they're doing with the last like three or four episodes is we're saying, let's have a little bit of Spider-Man, but let's put... The villains up front? Mm-hmm. Like, let's put all the drama between Hobgoblin and Fisk and Osborne, and then Osborne has a son, and then we'll put that son in danger. And is Spider-Man, at least in these two episodes that we watched, is he like a tertiary character at this point? Absolutely. Yeah. Is this the villain show? Oops, all villains. <laughs> Got it in. Did it. Uh, <laughs> um, so, Yeah. And this, we go to, we cut to Aunt May's house. Uh, the news is showing Peter saving Fisk, and Aunt May is like, "You can't be doing this shit. This is wild. You're, you're too. You're my precious little baby boy." Um, and then she's like, "If you're gonna be out on your own, especially because he's moving out with his friend, his new friend Henry," and she's like, "You can't be doing this." Um, we then cut to Peter going to that apartment, and there's a full rager going on. <laughs> like first night you come into this place. Everybody's there. It's a party. Also, it's a fucking mansion. His room is huge. Why it's is it so- that you open the door to a tiny dorm and then it opens to a mansion? That's just magic. 
That's not. <laughs> it's fucking rad is what it is. Um, We then, it's like next morning, maybe, and Peter wakes up, um, and it's a call from Aunt May, and she's like, I'm going to come stop by. Uh she he's like this place is a mess she comes in it's a mess it's terrible for her but also hobgoblin comes in and starts attacking him hobgoblin takes uh mr henry the little the little boy uh takes him kidnaps him and um aunt may straight up has a seizure and has to go to the hospital you know now is does she have a seizure because of a couple of things hobgoblin appearing mm-hmm. or how messy that apartment is, mm-hmm. or because of the party drugs that were floating around that room, like in the atmosphere. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, the ecstasy, the the MDMA, like I can't take it. I want to party so much. And then her heart goes up. D. Probably the last one, yeah. Party drugs, yeah. Party drugs. Yeah. Um... So she's, we don't know, we don't know how the state she's in, um, but then Neither we, does the hospital. She's just laying in a bed with no monitors, nothing, nothing, to, her. nothing to tell us <laughs> anything at all that's happening. It's fine. She might die by the end of this episode. Who's to say? Um, Do you want her to? No, because she kind of shits on Peter a lot and I enjoy it. Does she, she really it, does. She needs to tell Peter that she loves him. She needs to? Yeah, she keeps saying, like, no, Peter, go go live your life. And then she runs to the kitchen and cries. Yeah. You need to tell him that you love him. Okay, fine. Let Peter go live his life. Let Peter go fucking put on sweaters and live his life in his fucking dormitory that has pictures of... And I don't want to blow anything uh, as far as awards go, as far as, like, what is 90s. But, like, why are there pictures of space and stars everywhere in this dormitory? <laughs> Is that what you want? Fucking you, nerds, bro. Do you think that gets the ladies? Do you remember that picture in every South Park class that said like space is forever and it was just a picture of stars? That's what he has framed everywhere. I mean, Mary Jane already shit on it too, so Did she? What did she say? She walks in and she's like, This design it's terrible. Like I don't remember who she references, but she she shits on the on the design choices and the artwork, and he's like, what, do you have a bunch of Warhols in your apartment? Yeah, I was going to say, fucking MJ loves Warhol, I bet. <laughs> fucking bit. Um, we got to Hobgoblin, who is taking over Fisk's office. Um, he essentially somehow just starts running this place. He takes over. Am I jumping too far ahead? No, but like, yeah, he loves being, he loves the bureaucracy of the whole thing. Like, he loves mm-hmm. having lunches with his team. He puts his feet up on the desk. Did you guys, by the way, did you notice, did Hobgoblin sound familiar? No. I don't think I paid attention. Like the Joker from Batman the Animated Series? Really? Like Luke Skywalker from Star Wars? What? Didn't notice that. No, yeah, this is Mark Hamill, uh, which makes me think that, uh, Hobgoblin is not coming back because this is a very special two-episode run of mm-hmm. Mark Hamill being on Spider-Man. But he did not do... B-Taz was very, very popular at this point. The Joker was a very popular character that Mark Hamill was voicing. He did not do a ton of changing of his voice to voice Hobgoblin. It is essentially the Joker that he's just doing in the Hobgoblin clothes. And it was great. It was awesome. Love to have Mark Hamill. Uh, Pop Filter Hall of Famer Mark Hamill 
was on the show, but he was just doing the Joker on a Marvel show. I was fine with it. He was entertaining. Yeah. He was so entertaining that Fisk, this is before he does take over, he's just like kind of in Fisk's office and is like, I like this view. And Fisk is like, you know what? You're like a funny little jester. You entertain me. Why don't you, you can be a part of my team. He straight up like doesn't see a full use in this guy and is just like, he's kind of funny. Let's see what he can do. I've never respected Fisk more than in that moment. <laughs> but is that is that the best motivational speech? From a boss to an employee? Absolutely. I would be so pumped to start that day. The standards are low. I feel like it is a good speech because you're like, oh, you don't have high bars for me, but you're also like letting me do my thing. That's the ideal ideal situation. Okay. Know? Cassie, uh, I find you entertaining. Here's a little hat. Come dance for me on my podcast. Will you do that? <laughs> Absolutely. Do you like that? Yeah. Okay. I fine guess it works. It. <laughs> totally fine with it. I By the way, s- did you guys, as um, Southern California people... Did you recognize the news person that kept breaking in with the news? No. no. That Apparently. was Fox 11's John Beard from also the star of Arrested Development who would always say, I can't be part of the story. But no, that was uh, the voice that I grew up with on Fox 11 in Southern California. They, nope. got, they got all the stars. This, was a, this episode really pulled, actually. Uh, funny thing about John Beard... Only had a mustache. Disappointing. Yeah. Okay, so not so much funny as disappointing. Sorry, Cassie, yeah. keep going. Dis- disappointing fact you threw out there, Ryan. <laughs> um, we I'm going to this- stop saying fun fact, and I'm going to start saying, ooh, disappointing fact. <laughs> get your hopes real low. I got something coming in hot. Um, we get to the point where Hobgoblin essentially is like, let me triple cross um, Fisk. He goes back to Osborne. He's like, hey, Fisk is trying to do you dirty. What can you give me? Um, and he's like, I can give you this new glider, and it's at least four times better than your previous one. Um, so Hobgoblin's all about that. Um, we also, at some point, Peter just ditches Aunt May. It leaves Mary Jane to take care of her. He's like, I got stuff to do. Can you watch over her? Uh, dips out completely to go fight this battle cassie does this give credibility to your theory that the only reason that men like try to hook up with the girls is so that they could hook up or like take care of their mother later yeah yeah like this this is why this is it this is why i I did have a question for you cassie this is very important here we go with the amount of uh rubbing elbows that hobgoblin is doing with the elite villains like kingpin and Norman Osborn, with the amount of like hanging out and rubbing elbows, is it Hobgoblin or is it Hobnobbin? <laughs> ooh, ooh, Ryan, ten out of ten. Do you have points to give yet? Are you giving points out yet? Not yet, not okay. yet. But I'm gonna remember Set that when it is point in time. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say that again later. Yeah, save it, save it for when it is points. You know the time. Uh, at some point, they Spider-Man and Hobgoblin, they get into another fight. Um, it's like in the sky, and then it just continues to part two. We're just, we're just into the next episode here. There's so many fights between these little guys. Um, but yeah, we pick right back up in episode two from the fight. Um, we go to a new side of New York where there's not tall buildings, so Spider-Man is grounded. He and he walks, fly. what, like one, bl- one street over, no more tall buildings. Then it's like, that's flat it. as hell. It's just one stories all around, and he's fucked now. Um, he 
everybody thinks they see him get blown up. He goes down into a sewer. But it should be noted, everybody is very excited when they think that he dies. And one person is just like, who's going to pay for all this damage? The town of New York hates fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> Des- despise like, this motherfucker. Almost more. I feel like they, this is like a Trump-Biden situation where like we hate the villains. But we hate Spider-Man a little bit more than we hate the villains. <laughs> yeah, they truly yeah. do. Um, Spider-Man then decides to go to Osborne to try to see why Hobgoblin was messing with him. Um, he gets all the info. Uh, Peter checks in on Aunt May real quick. Noted, it's so quick. He's just like, Mary J, you got this. Cool. I'm out. Um, Wait, bad then- nephew? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> what? Are you saying bad nephew? Is he being a bad nephew? No, he's being 100%. Great like a, one. Uh, oh, you think he's being great? Yeah. I mean, he's got other stuff to do. He is the Spider-Man. Yeah. He's got the, um, a town to make hate him. Half that <laughs> town has to no sort of buildings. destroy, you know, and uh, window cleaners to kill. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, window cleaner. Let's get him. <laughs> this is the part where, like, um, we then go to Hobgoblin, who is back in Fisk's office. Um, this is what he tries to take over. He's like, hey, I got your back. Um, I don't know. They have some exchange. And this is when Fisk pulls up a video of Hobgoblin triple crossing him when he went back to Osborne. Um, because why not? This is that messy shit we live for. Um, and that's This when is that like, real housewife shit. Yeah, this is yeah. this like daytime. Pulled Emmy. up the receipts. <laughs> He had the he had it ready, the exact clip to play for him, and, and then the hobgoblin was like, "That's interesting. That's crazy." Um, they get in a little fight. He's throwing all these bombs. He's got these new bombs from Osborne. But hobgoblin's fucking- like, um, uh, "That clip is AI. That did not happen. Also, uh, that was a joke when I said that. Also, you would have said that the same thing." Also, you know, I'm all about that money. Also, I said that for you. I said that because of you. I said that. Uh, because you would have said that, and I did not say that. All nine of those things are true. Yeah. And he wasn't wrong. One of those things is got to be Could true. Could be, maybe true, but probably not. Possibly. But in the midst of this fight, um, while he's throwing bombs, he is absolutely destroying this office. He is fucking it up. Um, uh, 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 he's throwing uh, bombs, uh, but um, he's also throwing something. Harry is... Uh, captured he's like uh in a cage or something he's also uh hobgoblin is throwing discs and harry points out watch out spider-man those are razor sharp discs and i just want to say thank you harry because we thought that they were fuzzy soft covered frisbees but no they are razor sharp discs and they are probably dangerous it was helpful it was thank you looking out for spider-man the one person in the city who likes him in the midst of this fight fisk eventually agrees to flee that's when he gets to take over um because there was a secret tunnel the secret tunnel is huge to this giant building because this is how everybody is going to get back in um also fisk like supposedly runs all of new york city but he's easily overthrown by hobgoblin and once his lair is taken he's got like nothing yeah nothing the only person he can oh, turn God. to is Osborne. They team up to go back at him. 
Um, they're like, we would be unstoppable. We just can't take down. I need your weapons to take down his new flyy thing because it's pretty fucking badass. Um, and but that's like, such a classic post battle boy conversation of, you know, if we had this other thing, we would have been unstoppable, right? Like, <laughs> if we had to just, like, if he, they we don't even know how together. unstoppable we would be. And um, all they needed, they're like, I know what can take this out. Apparently, it's Spider-Man who could take out this little glider. So now they bring in Spider-Man to join their team. And they're like, hey, Spidey, there's this tunnel. You can get in there. Um, So he does. And his main move is to get his glidey thing sticky and stick it to the floor. Um, And that's how he goes. That's how he starts this battle with Hobgoblin. When a glider is stuck to the floor, do you know what I call that? What? Floor. That just becomes floor. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're definitely not wrong. Um, we then go through this whole battle. This is where it, the, he really starts messing up this building, but he doesn't care. Um, the place is starting to collapse, essentially. Um, things got kind of crazy here. At this point, I think that Hobgoblin, not to like make light of something that's very serious, but I do think Hobgoblin becomes sort of like a shooter like i don't give a fuck about anything like all of my plans are ruined so now i'm just going to destroy as much as possible and just takes out as much as he can um this is why i sort of think that we're not going to see mark hamill back they had hobgoblin is just like i'm out of ideas yeah and i'm gonna go out with a bang i want to ruin as much as possible i want to play spoiler to every character that has been in this episode um and that's why Spider-Man has to yeet him as he so often does into a river. <laughs> he defeats him in such a weird way where like he's like they're like outside of the building now and Spider-Man gets on this like I don't know, smokestack, whatever yeah. the fuck this pipe thing is, and he's like this is my only way to get defeat him. And as he gets close, he just ducks into the pipe so that yeah. he then crashes into the pipe. Flawless plan. Um <laughs> And that's how we take out Hobgoblin. He kind of just fades off into the sunset, into the river. Um, and as uh, New York expert Mike told us in a previous episode of Superhero, a very disgusting, stinky river. The nastiest. So, like, Hobgoblin will probably never be able to wash off that stink, much less that makeup and purple hood and cape. Like, he's fucked. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fucked. Um we then cut to the hospital. The doctor uh, confronts Peter as he comes in. He's like, oh, Dr. Shithead? Me. Doctor, <laughs> mind your own fucking business? No, doctor, absolutely right. Doctor, doctor, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Doctor, cram it. <laughs> as soon as he walks through the door, he's like, the fuck have you been, dude? You're like, aunt is straight up like dying here. We don't know what's happening with her. Um, you're a little piece of shit. Uh, and Peter's like, tell me something. I don't know. Um... But we find out um, she's all good. We also find out here, Ryan, big reveal. It was not Hobgoblin that made her have this seizure. It was the messy room. It was the state of Peter Parker's apartment. So Made shocking. her have a seizure. Uh, and go into May. a coma. Uh, it's beautiful and perfect. And that's, that's basically this episode. No, Cassie, we got to get back to this. If you're a fucking doctor, do your fucking job. Grab your scalpel and your fucking, the light that goes on the top of your head. And don't come at me with, 
Oh, that's what's wrong with this generation. Get the fuck out of here. Um, if it's Peter walking in, you absolutely have the right to say that to him. If it's Peter, you get if down If you've on been one checking knee. on this this old woman several times and all you see is visiting her is her neighbor, her like <laughs> nephew's friend, girlfriend part-time, like nephew nowhere in sight, yeah, you give him shit. If you're uh, the doctor and uh, or if you're the patient and your uh, uh, insurance card is made out of wood, you might be a redneck. <laughs> In the midst of all this, there's like, Peter has this conversation with Mary J and he's like, I'm sorry, you're trying to move out. You're trying to have your own life. I'm sorry you were here. And she's straight up just like, oh no, I'm not moving out now because apparently if you leave old people, Hobgoblin attacks them. So I will never do <laughs> Bad this. Bad things happen. <laughs> I was like, I don't think this is going to happen to you. You could probably still move, but it's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, that's just, she's no longer moving either. Um, that is the episode that is basically everything that happens. What a well, wild story. Biblical, really. Shakespearean. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, let's move on to our webbies. I'm going to start this off with most 90s thing. Books, what do you got for it? Uh, My, oh. My most 90s thing is um, the moment when Hobgoblin takes over Kingpin's like lair and he pulls up like a giant globe and he says something about the ability to like be able to connect with anyone anywhere instantaneously is just like the biggest power anyone can have. Um, feels very 90s because that's just such a norm today. <laughs> He's like, look, <laughs> I brought up Google and now I'm unstoppable. I had someone on a video call. I could conquer the world. Uh <laughs> It yeah. was also very 90s to have it where, like, here's this all-powerful layer. Um, I can just push buttons and I, this dude can tap into everything. How? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. He can do it. It's oh, all yeah, he can yeah. do it. He doesn't, he doesn't need passcodes, fingerprints, eye scans, nothing. Hit this button here, this button here, this button here, this button here, and now you can do literally whatever you want with this entire building. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, what do you got for most 90s thing? I, I think I do this one a lot, but there's he pulls up a little talk box with like a screen and little buttons in front, and he talks to somebody on that screen. But like that doesn't exist, and it's just what the '90s thought the future would be. And we're so much more advanced, but not as advanced as what this thing was, which is a little phone with a screen on it that just doesn't exist. But don't we wish it did, Ryan? No, we have something way better with the, our phones in our pockets. No, no, you know what? You're right, Cassie, because you give out points. So you are right. <laughs> that, you're getting it. You understand now. Um, these are all good suggestions, you guys. I do want you to know what the winner is, though. It is when he upgrades the flying thing and he's naming all these things. He's like four times higher, four times faster. Also, you can control it with a remote control. And that's Whoa. the big selling point is it's got a fucking remote control. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> it honestly kicks ass. Um, so I'm sorry. I'm going to give that point to me, though. Um, I'm sure you guys understand. Thank you for participating. Let's see if you get this next one with best web zinger. Ryan, what do you got? I mean, Spider-Man's barely in these two episodes. So this was kind of hard. But... uh I took a very sad sack approach of him sitting in the sewer, which, let me remind you, is full of shit. Uh, just hand on, like, his hand is on his fist. He's just sitting there thinking, and he's like, he took me out of the sky. And now he's taking me out of the ground? And then a firefighter tries to put a fire out of a car, and all of that water goes directly onto Spider-Man. And he's like, oh, what the 
fuck? <laughs> That's it. My spider webbing ears. What the fuck? To a firefighter <laughs> who was trying to put out a fire. Put out a fire. Yeah. Uh, uh, books. What do you got? Um, I have that. Uh, it's just one line. Like like Ryan said, he's not in this episode very much. Uh, it's one line he says to Hobgoblin. He like grounds him for a moment and he says all flights have been canceled red baron which i had to like actually do research because yeah. i didn't know who red baron was uh he's a, a former like top pilot for nazi germany this is so... a 70 year old man writing this episode <laughs> yeah that is just the weirdest connection whatsoever that no child would have made but they they wanted to get that insult and uh association to him flying and and I'm here for it. Mac, you don't remember being five years old watching this episode being like, yeah, Red Baron, good Red reference. Guys, <laughs> I knew somewhat who Red Baron was because there's Red Baron microwaveable pizzas. Uh, nope. <laughs> Some more frozen food, Ryan, that I lived off of. Red Baron frozen pizzas. Pretty bomb. Uh, but it does got the little picture of the little flying dude on there. Uh, for best web zinger... I didn't give it to Peter because he didn't have a lot. And Ryan, it was a moment that was close to yours. Mine is the woman who witnessed Spider-Man, what she believes, get murdered and then respond with, who's going to pay for all of this? Banger. Fucking banger. So savage. Fucking. That's that's absolutely fair. Let's have a podcast with that cartoon Karen and Mac Karen talking about who's going to pay for all of this. (laughs) Who's gonna clean this up and who's Comes gonna pay? It destroys all your property. It's good. The fuck. Um. Listen. All I'm saying is, yeah, I'd be grateful that like superheroes are saving the day, but also if you come through and destroy like my house or my vehicles, I'm still gonna be angry and grateful. <laughs> I still want to know who's gonna There's, pay for it because like insurance at certain point is just gonna be like, yeah, I'm sorry, you actually bought a house in a uh, superhero territory. Yeah. So it, we don't actually cover that. <laughs> if you're in New York, you have to buy superhero insurance. Yeah. Or su- or uh, like super battle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am going to give that one to Ryan, though, for that classic catchphrase, oh, fuck. Um, I'll give you two points for oh, fuck, Ryan. That puts me in the lead. Currently. We'll see what happens. Uh, our next one is best or er, Kung Fu Grip, a.k.a. best use of power. Books, what do you got for it? Uh, this again. We didn't have much Spider Man, and this is this is the reference. It's it's when Spider Man's like, "There's only one way I can defeat him," and he just he just does a little peekaboo. He he appears visible and then just drops down and hides. Just and the <laughs> method you would use on a toddler. He straight up plays peekaboo. Uh, Ryan, what do you got? Uh, I had worse use of power, Cassie. I don't know if this gets me any points, but um, he's falling when he's falling towards the uh, window washer. There's a the window washing like poles that go around the top of it. All of them are connected except for the smallest, tiniest little pole. As long as you don't grab onto that sm- smallest, tiniest part, then you'll be fine. And he grabs onto it and fucking falls immediately, and also killing him and the window washer. <laughs> but for best, and this sort of goes with Webzinger and power. Like that's this sort of how Spider Man works. Uh, Hobgoblin says something resembling like. I'm going to start you up. And Spider-Man's like, uh, oh yeah? Kickstart you up and then kicks him real hard. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he kicks him in the chest and Hobgoblin's like, ow, don't do that. Well, at a certain point when a guy's flying around, what else do you have besides kick in the chest? It's peekaboo yeah, or kick in the chest. Yeah. 
Um, for best use of power, I have the power to be such a messy bitch that your grandma goes into a coma. Um, <laughs> it's rare. And My mom always talent. threatened that that would happen. <laughs> if your grandma sees this, she'll go into a coma. I didn't know it would actually happen. It can happen, apparently. Um, I am going to give that one to books, though. She's absolutely right. Peekaboo is very strong. Deadly. Deadly. Mm-hmm. It's proven. I'm going to give you four points for that, books. Our final one is I'm walking here, uh, the New York Award. Ryan, what was the most New York thing in this ep- these two episodes? This is at the beginning of the first episode, but nothing was more New York. Nothing beat it. Um, it's a fight between, I believe, Spider-Man and Hobgoblin. And uh, there's a bunch of New Yorkers watching. And then one New Yorker just screams out, I hope they both finish each other off. <laughs> like, you just, you're not even interested in, like, who's right, who's wrong, what's happening. You just no. hope they both fucking kill each other. Like, you're so New York, you just want two fucking dead corpses to fall to the ground. That's just what you want. Or you meant, I hope they both finish each other off. Like, jerk each other off? And that's fucking, that's even more New York than I even thought capable. <laughs> possible i like to imagine the second one that's how i took it okay uh books what do you got i do think i my thing is a little more new york um it occurs later in the episode and it's when hobgoblin um kidnaps harry and or henry and he throws him into the glass cage and he makes a joke about rent prices as he (laughs) throws him in wait is it expensive Uh, to live in new york (laughs) i've never heard this never heard that i've never heard this before Spider-Man teaches you a lot of things, Ryan. It's expensive yeah. there. Very informative. Um, my most New York thing is uh, going down a couple blocks and there now being zero tall buildings. Um, just one story is all of a sudden out of nowhere. And I just love that this was the first episode that we got to use this. Um, I am going to give that one to Ryan, though. Ryan, I'm going to give you one point for that guy. For no reason in particular, I'm just like, I, it felt right. It felt good to give one for that. And that's the end of ours. So let me just do a quick tally here, see what happened. Um, yeah, I got do your quick tally, Cassie. Quick little tally here. I can see that I got one. Um, Ryan seems to have three in books with four. That's crazy. That's crazy. Who could have seen that coming? Yeah. I don't know. saw it coming. I don't know if the uh, the listeners at home can hear this, but the studio audience is booing so hard right now. <laughs> They're throwing rotten cabbages. They're chanting. They're loving it. Um, Mm -hmm. There was another Spider-Man episode, Cassie, where he took a train out to like a rocket ship or something where there was no buildings. And then he wanted to get home. And he was like, well, fuck. Because like he really does super rely on tall buildings as his power. It's honestly very funny when it happens. Except when he's free falling. And then tall buildings all around and webs are useless to him. Just can't. Um, that is it for the episode, though, guys. Oops, all cartoons. We did it. <sighs> I thought we had an amazing adult time, and it didn't feel childish at all. Mm-mm. I cherished every moment with you guys, but sadly, it, it must come to an end. Um, books. On a scale mm. of one to ten, how confident do you feel in being able to tell the people about some websites? Oh, it's always a two, but uh, I'm going to give it a go anyway. Let's let's all give it a go. Let's see how angry we can make false Mike. confidence. Um, if you want to learn more about this and uh, this show, other shows, anything about the hosts, uh, you'd want to go to popfilter.co. Hell and yeah. that is going to be the website where you'll find a lot of information. 
Um, if you are doing a little holiday shopping and you want to, you know, support us while you do that holiday shopping, you can. You do Amazon.com slash popfilter.co. Oh. Popfilter.co slash Amazon.com. Popfilter.co slash Amazon. Slash Amazon. There we go. That's how you do it. You use that as a browser and uh, it helps out this show. And if you want to follow us on social media, um, your pop filter on Instagram. That is the only one I know. That, no, yeah, you just knocked out a whole other part of the you outro. Just, you just put Shit, it. Sorry, I'm just covering it all. You just uh, if you want one. to buy you stuff, go to eBay.com. Uh, if you want mm-hmm. to uh, learn about sports, ESPN.com. They'll teach Very you helpful. about sports at ESPN.com. Yeah, they'll just teach you. They'll be whole like, classes. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> what do you want to learn about baseball? ESPN. Here we go. Here's what it's about. This Pick up that you, bat, bro. You fucking hit it out of here. Uh, Ryan, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident do you feel in telling me about another show on the network? Oh, on a scale of 1 to 10, I don't know, 73. <laughs> okay, bitch, then take wow. it. Uh, the other show that is fucking rolling and rocking right now is Movie of the Year. They Those fucking three, uh, I heard that uh, People of the Year... No, People Magazine just gave uh, <laughs> most handsome gentlemen of the year to these three hosts of that show. They are doing 1973. That is the movie that they're working on. That's the year that they're working on. Uh, Cassie, I'm a one. God damn it, Ryan. It. 73, remember it. <laughs> Cassie, you do it. Um, they're talking about a year. It's a banger of a year. And they're talking about some great movies. They're going to determine which one is the best. Is it year 1973? It is 1973. Hell yeah. We're done talking about the movies. Next week, it's the finals. Oh my God, you heard it here first. Maybe over there you heard it first if you're listening to it already. Um, it's the finals. I'll give you, you guys tell me which of these three movies. I'm going to give you three movies. Tell me which one is fake. Okay. Okay. Out of these three 1973 movies. Booger Palace. Mm-hmm. Shitburger Sunday. <laughs> fuck shit. Fuck stick. Well, I've seen Shitburger Sunday, so I know that one's real. <laughs> that one's real. <laughs> Which of those three I'm, I'm movies did, with... did not come out in 1973? Booger Palace. Booger Palace did come out in 1973. God. Damn. No, I made them all up. But other yeah. real movies did come out in 1973. Check out Movie of the Year. Only on everything. <laughs> everything. Everywhere. Um... Oh, we also got an email. Contact at popfilter.co. Oh! <laughs> yeah. That's what I forgot. I went to socials. I didn't do email. God, McKenna, so next time, if you could handle all of these in one go, please work, work on it, okay? Then I might rate myself higher than two. You would deserve if at I, least a 2.5 next time you do yeah. that, okay? Wow, Cassie. Right. I know. Aren't we being very nice tonight? <laughs> a 2.5. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. I'm boom, 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 boom. too generous sometimes. If you've got a hilarious picture for us, fax us at one nine four nine. Hey, that's funny. Two four five. Thank you for the funny picture. Yep, that one's in, that mm-hmm. one's working. Just check that one. Got got a real good funny photo. It came through. I'm not gonna tell you guys about it though. This one's for me. <laughs> Next week we <laughs> is it Caitlin's butt? <laughs> yeah, it's Caitlin's butt. She's always sending it. This fax line is constantly busy because Caitlin is always sending <laughs> pictures of her butt, unfortunately. So we, you could try to send something. It's not going to come through. But try your best. It's worth it. Next week, you guys, we got a big episode. We're going to be talking about more Scott Pilgrim um, plus UU Hockey Show. 
Yep, sound feels good about that. We're gonna be talking about two movies as well: the Archies and Merry Little Batman. Go. You guys know what the Archies is? Absolutely not. No. Uh, that is an Indian movie that is telling the story of our favorite Riverdale teens, starring a group of thirty-year-olds uh, playing. Archie and Betty and Veronica and Jughead. Oh, no. I'm so excited. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Uh, that's all next week. But that is it for this episode for Mike. I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For Caitlin, I am me. And for books, I am me. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>